on today's episode, we have Mr. Michael Short, who is the Senior Account Manager for GoWP, and we'll be chatting with him for a little bit. My name is Mariah. I am the uh, Digital Content Producer for GoWP, and I'm joined by the wonderful... Joanne Torres. I am marketing manager at GoWP. And if you don't know about GoWP, we create happiness for digital agencies and help them become more profitable, whether that is joining in valuable calls like our weekly happiness hour or listening to this podcast. If you're looking to grow your team with a developer, a copywriter, a designer, or a project manager, I'm going to stop doing that commercial, <laughs> but you can reach us. So yeah, happy to be here, Mariah. It's our first episode. Isn't that it's, exciting? <laughs> it's very exciting. And there'll be some, maybe some slight bumps and bruises along the way, but by the end of this 20 minutes, I hope the listeners will walk away with more information that will help them scale their, their own businesses and have a little happiness along the way. Listening to you, Michael Short. <laughs> I thought you guys would have found a better subject on your first episode, but oh. Don't mind being the guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> you are a man that has a lot of knowledge and background in uh, this industry. So I thought that you could tell us a little bit about your own experience prior to coming to GoWP, your experience being an agency owner yourself. All right. Well, I don't know if we have enough time, but I'll give it a go. So I started my agency in 1999. I started off just doing print collateral, like ads and magazines, brochures, catalogs, the traditional type of marketing and advertising. Because back then in 99, it was a time where we had to actually sell people why they needed a website. They always would tell me, well, I already, you know, I don't need a website. No one's going to ever go to it, things like that. And so I'd have to explain to them why it was important to have one at the time. Obviously now that things have changed quite significantly and websites are the pretty much the hub of all marketing where we keep track of everything. So I did that for several years, trying everything under the sun in regards to marketing from offering obviously websites, but also social media management, pay-per-click as that came into the pictures, SEO. Um, yeah, we pretty much did everything, tried to be all things to all people, uh, tried to deliver a service, which, but what I found through that process was something that I wish I knew um, back then when I was first started, you know, is that it's better to focus on in my opinion, on either one niche, and definitely on one niche, but as well as like even one area of expertise and are just a few instead of like trying to do everything. Often, if you're doing this by yourself, you'll find that you have to stop what you're doing. If you're like building a website and someone needs some social media management, then you got to stop that, switch gears, go to social media management, stop that, switch gears, go to PPC. And it's just, you know, all of those different things. Yeah. And you also have to keep up with all the latest technologies and all that stuff that go along with it. And so it was like an ever-changing moving target for us and became very, very frustrating. A few years back, I actually started building out what we call word uh, websites as a service, WAS, and that was trying to utilize WordPress multi-site to build out a platform where customers can get logged in on them or signed up themselves and have a template site to choose from, get their business going. And in the development of that project, I realized there was a lot of tools that were missing in the WordPress community that would allow me to be able to build a platform that was SaaS-like. That was my ultimate goal is to make it as much like a SaaS product, like you would go to Shopify or Squarespace or Wix or whatever you're doing there. I wanted to have that same similar experience for my clients, and but the, the tools weren't available. And so 
what I did was I actually had a team of developers. Actually, I was working with one developer, found out it was a team at the time, um, work on a plugin to integrate Thrivecart with WP Ultima, which is a plugin that helps facilitate this last product. And once I realized that they were able to do that for that one particular feature that I needed, I was like, can we, can we convert that into a plugin? So, because I know that there's others that would have, you know, the same similar need. And so they were able to do that. And once they did that, I realized like the doors were wide open. So 22 or more plugins later, we have a whole suite of plugins that I sell for people that are trying to build a WAS. It's still going well, still run my agency. And one of the other things I always recommend is to outsource. And there, that brought me to GoWP. And that's what we do here. So yeah, that's pretty much my journey. Wait, I'm still like hooked on the, why do I need a website <laughs> from the, like, it's, it must be like such a trip to, to be in the business for what, 20 year over 20 years and like see that whole evolve, how everything evolves from, Hey, I don't need a website to wait. Oh no. Yeah. We I need a website. Oh, this doesn't exist. So I need to create it and then kind of like be the entrepreneurs. What are like top three things that you, that have been the biggest challenges for you in terms of ad adapting to the, the changes of technology and streamlining from there? I would definitely say the number one is once you learn the new technology, whatever it is, whether it's new Google algorithm or whatever, you finally find a way to monetize your service. And then as soon as you do, they change it on you again, they pull the rug right out from under you and you have to relearn something all over again. And in addition to providing all the other services that you're doing, if you're trying to focus on doing, not, not if you don't have a focus and you're trying to solve all the problems, it just becomes, I think that's my number, has been my number one challenge. Also then, you know, selling that to clients because what, trying to wrap your head around it well enough to not only be able to provide that service, but also to be able to sell that service and convey to a client why they need that service that becomes challenging as well. It's just like, there's a lot of it. Like the, the fact that the environment changes so quickly is really become something that is, you know, just, yeah, it's very frustrating at times. And so what I've done to combat that is I've focused our new services now to just do one thing and one thing only. And it happens to tie in with um, GoWP ironically. Well, not ironically, obviously for a reason. So instead of like saying that we build websites and we'll do SEO and all that stuff. Now we just say we're going to maintain and manage your site and make sure it stays up and running. And I utilize obviously GoWP for that service. So it's something, one of the things I also learned in this entire process is, and I, maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. It's probably a little bit of both, but it's that I don't want to do anything when it comes to fulfillment. Like that is not the role that I want to play. And so it makes more sense to me to put systems in place to generate more leads or more referrals or whatever that is, and let another team actually do the fulfillment for me in all capacity, whether that's a developer that, you know, we have a dedicated developer, we have a dedicated copywriter now, all these things that we've, we're, we're, we're actually drinking the Kool-Aid that we sell essentially with, with GoWP. Like I, I, I believe in the need for outsourcing. I don't want to do it myself. I'm limited on the amount of time I have. And I you know, probably like most agency owners, that are solopreneurs or have a team of one or two people on their team, you find yourself staying up late, trying to get projects done. And you might have even your own pet projects that you want to do yourself. Like, for example, I mentioned I did my WAS. And so those sort of things keep you up till one, two, three o'clock in the morning and just repeat the next day over and over again and realizing like in hindsight, 
I was a fool for doing that. I should have just been outsourcing since day one, being the idea guy and just just project managing it, making sure things are getting done as I want them to get done and when I want them to get done. You referenced when you started your own agency in 1999, which I wasn't born then, so it's nice <laughs> to travel down that road with you. But one of the- <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not a joke. (laughs) I wasn't even a thought then. So, um, Gen Z up in here. (laughs) You eventually made the discovery that I can't do this alone. I can't carry this weight alone. And then you, like, you know, you started to outsource. One of the things that comes up in the conversations that I have with agency owners when I interview them for case studies or just an interaction with them is they know that carrying the burden of their agency is difficult. They know that sometimes the quality of life takes a hit, whether it's they want to spend more time with their family, they want to focus more time on those pet projects, and the time isn't there. But one of the ongoing, I guess, concerns for them is how then, if they get to the point of, okay, I will outsource, but they don't know how to decide, A, what to outsource, what tasks to outsource, and B, how to overcome the fear that by outsourcing, they will negatively impact their relationship with their current clients. Went through that journey yourself. How did you, again, how did you decide what to outsource and and how to maintain that relationship with your clients? Yeah, that actually is a a big challenge trying to figure that out. Uh, To me, I feel like the best thing to outsource first, and it's gonna be different for everybody because if you have strengths in one area over another, you're more likely gonna wanna hang on to that thing. Although I don't always recommend that you do. And the reason is, is that you'll find yourself just continuing to put yourself in a position of like doing the work. And that's what you're trying to avoid. Me, it was, the first thing I outsourced was development. And the reason for me, it was because, A, I'm not a developer. My strengths are in design and management and just sales. And so that's the last thing I actually wanted to do was the development side of things. And so, but also it was because developers, it's not as a creative process, it's not a creative process like you would think, you know, for a designer or for a copywriter, it's more of a task oriented type of thing. So, I mean, although there's creative decisions to make along the way, like, am I going to use this tool or that tool? And am I going to use this code or that code or whatever? There is some sense of creativity in there, don't get me wrong, but it's not, it's more of a task oriented type of deal. So in a process oriented thing. So that would be the first thing that I would, that's what I was, the first thing I should say I did, I outsourced. And then the next thing I outsourced I would say would be um, my copywriting. That's important too. Like I, I can write, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that as a profession. I know how to edit things and so and whatnot, but copy is one of those things, content you, you can never have enough of, whether it's doing your landing page and doing the mark sales strategies and things like that, or it's doing the articles. I know in the beginning of my career, we, I thought I got, I even bought a domain called shortblogs.com with the big idea of like, I'm going to, that's my last name short and play off of that and we're just going to do a bunch of short different blogs kind of be like a chris lemma in the sense of um just writing all the time not not as good as him ever ever i'm not going to try to claim that but but just the idea of writing all the time and i started doing it and i for me i didn't get the impact that i was looking for i didn't see any results like any roi out of it and so i stopped doing it however i think if you just do it to do it, it, it's not enough. Like you have to do certain strategies have to be accompanied by another strategy. For example, like if you're going to do articles, you want to make sure that you're posting that on social media consistently. You want to make, you know, 
you're using it as a part of your sales strategy, whether that's sending emails out to your prospects and, and showing, sharing with them whatever article it was that you wrote that would be relevant to their needs and help them in their situation. That's, that's how I would use it now as, as opposed to like just write it and think they, that the, they'll come, you know, build it and they will kind of mentality. Great movie, great movie reference there. Thank you. <laughs> Mariah and I were nodding our heads every time outsourcing comes up. And when you were talking about like fulfillment and all of those things that just take so much time that no one wants to do because it's a time hole. We were just like, you can't see us, but we're just like, yup, yup. Been there at some capacity where, where, whereas if it's with copywriters and of course, you with more as an agency owner experience, which I unfortunately don't have yet, have that experience with needing developers and, and support time and maintenance and things like that, that it's just like, oh, how much time do I have to spend being an entrepreneur and a business owner and growing my business versus, oh no, my website broke again. I gotta, I gotta spend five hours fixing that. I, I have no idea how much time that takes, which reflects poorly on me, but it has happened to me with copywriters. So like, I feel your pain and Mariah and I were just like, yep. Yes. Okay. Can I interject? I'll yeah. interject there, Joanne. I, I wasn't born then again, but I hear that in the nineties, when people agreed with the conversation, they would just say word. So if when we're not nodding for our, for, for our listeners who are just hearing audio, I'll just say word. Word. Word, <laughs> word, word. Mr. Short Word. Not say press. Say <laughs> press. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get struck by lightning for lying about my age. Word, <laughs> word. Um, word. <laughs> you get to interact with our wonderful partners at GoWP every single day. And they, you know, they already have have partnered with us. They already are utilizing our services, but there is always room for many of them to scale more to benefit their agencies. So once you have this relationship with a current GoWP partner or a potential partner, how do you start the conversation about, say, our dedicated developer service? Since I know that that is the main area of your focus, as well as the the copywriters, but uh, there's more of a history with the dedicated developer. How, How do you prep them, make that transition and, and find out where their needs lie. Well, thankfully, actually, GoWP has a really good marketing team where we, where we get inbound leads and the leads tend to all know already that they have that need. Word. Um, so we don't Word. have to sell the idea Word. as much as, as I would a cold lead to try to tell them why they need an outsource um, party. So they come to us already knowing that they could use the help with a outsourced uh, developer. Um, but it's just a matter of once I do get them on the call, it's just finding out what is their stack? What are they using now? How much time are they spending on this stuff themselves? Where can we help them? And then just hearing them out and, and then seeing if we would have a developer on their staff that's ready to go that would meet A, their requirements, their stack, what they're using, and then also uh, their time frame. Because one of the goals that we have always is to place someone on their team that's going to overlap their daily hours so that way. They can jump on calls with them or just communicate with them freely uh, during the hours that they're working with them. So, And what if they worry, you know, goodness, you know, okay, go to BP. I trust you. I trust that you know how to find developers, but I don't have the time to spare to onboard them to, to make sure that they're ready to go from day one. What, what do you say to, to those agency owners? That's, that doesn't happen too often. I, I, 
the thing with hiring an outsourced partner is that you you have to understand it's kind of like it's, it's very similar to hiring someone in-house so you can't just put someone's um, butt in a seat and say okay i can't train you i can't tell you anything but you just got to figure this out and run so you there's got to be a level of expectation of knowing that just like with hiring anybody new that you're going to have some sort of time to get them acclimated with their tool sets get them accustomed to how your what your expectations are and that sort of thing and working within your processes i mean like just like you know, there's multiple ways to wash a car. There's multiple ways to build a website. There's there's just, even though it's going to be built in the same stack, you can build it. Like, let's say we're going to use Elementor or Beaver Builder. And, you know, instead of using the widget, someone can decide that they think using CSS code is a better, an HTML is a better way of utilizing the page builder, which, you know, everyone has their own way of doing things. Or others would be like, no, I want you to use the widgets. That's what they're there for. So really just getting them accustomed to how you want things to be done and then then, then, then you can sit back, you know, once you start getting, it's going to take about a week or two to get them up, up to speed uh, with the way you want stuff. So I, I wouldn't recommend that you come in with the idea of like, you're just going to be able to hire someone and they're going to hit the ground running. Although they're already developers at their core and they know what they're doing when it comes to WordPress, they still have to get like, again, you know, have to figure you out. So when we talk about the benefits of outsourcing and the, the, the path to successfully outsourcing, other agency owners say you have to have the systems and processes in place. You have to have thought out some of the projects you have in mind for be it a developer, be it a copywriter, and just to make that more of a seamless transition and, and beneficial. One, um, I don't know if, that we've touched on the, the vetting process. Real quick before we move on, because I have a mm -hmm. thought to what you just said. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that we do oftentimes get people thinking that they're not quite ready, that they have to have certain things in place to make it successful. And it doesn't necessarily always, I mean, of course, if you come with the processes and everything's documented, that that's going to be in your advantage. But don't think that if you're a startup and you're just getting you know, your feet wet, or even if you've been in business for a while and you just never got around to putting together processes because it's just been you and who's going to follow your processes besides yourself. Like a lot of us get in that situation. Don't be afraid to reach out to us for outsourcing because it's still something that you can develop along the way. You don't have to have that ready to go. Would it be great to have? Yes, but it's not always necessary. We do provide you with um, an onboarding guide as part of the, the, the kickoff just so that you can kind of get a sense on what's the best way to bring on somebody and may have you think through some of the challenges and things before you have to actually experience them yourself and how to overcome them. So, yeah. And could we talk a little bit about those hidden benefits of working with GoWP, tax benefits of hiring a developer through GoWP? Let's talk about that, shall we? Yeah, there's a there's several actual benefits. I actually forgot about that one in particular. One of the other benefits too with hiring us is that our developers we all, we have an internal system that we all communicate through through Slack internally. And you obviously we recommend that you have your own setup. So if you use Slack, then you also put your dead dedicated service provider, whatever it's whether it's going to be a copywriter, developer, project manager, but whatever it is. Um, we do recommend that you have that, but we have it. So like our developers, for example, all communicate inside Slack. And if they ever get stuck on a problem, this is something I think that just happened to become a benefit that we didn't really even think about, but they, they communicate with each other, asking each other, have you had this experience before? Is there something, you know, and it helps them get to the root of their problems much quicker rather than wasting your time and spending money on them trying to figure it out, you know, wasting time doing it themselves. 
So that's that's one of the benefits that we have. The other benefit that I can think of is that if a developer for one reason or another is sick or needs to go on vacation, we can also fill them in with another developer of just equal quality and standards that um, you know that you're working with, so that we can make that happen the same day and very quickly. So you don't have to go and try to find someone yourself and vet them again and go through that whole process. It's, you're going to get a developer that's been vetted already, and and has been approved. Um, by GoWP. So that's another great benefit of working with us. I think that's that's a huge, huge something that you're not going to find just by hiring any freelancer or anything like that. You're not going to have that added assurance of the continuity of your of your work. I've been having fun. I hope yeah, I've been too. having I mean, yeah, it's it's been really interesting to hear about how young you are, Mario. I mean how <laughs> <Hello. laughs> At, it's just also for me, like, I don't know. I always think of 19, I, I, I keep on coming back to 1999 and I don't mean to like age anyone, whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it's like, for me, it was such a, it was just such an important year. Maybe it's because the matrix came out because the VMAs were amazing that year. It, it could have been, it was like, maybe it was Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake wearing all denim. It could be any of I those. Remember. <laughs> you remember that. You remember Wait, was, where you were. Sorry, was that the first, was 99 the first matrix? Is that? That was the year of the first matrix. Anyway, I don't, I can, I can go tangential. It's also the year that I started using the internet. Like I was, I was nine years old, but it's so, it's fascinating to me to hear that there was already people thinking about making money and building a business and putting their businesses online when when I think about what the internet was at that time, it's just like, oh, there's a message board. I can make my own website. And of course, you know, if you have that entrepreneur mindset immediately, you're like, oh, I can make a website for my business. So it can be found in this gigantic directory that's being created. And to me, that's just, it's awesome to be alive to experience. I love two, that. Two things. I'm like, look at yourself now. You're like WordPress diva. Here you are you know, this many years later. And I also want to say that I have from a show I directed, I had I I used the dial-up sound as one of the part of my soundtrack. I'm so gonna edit that in to Joanne's response there to her reminiscing yes. about 1999. <laughs> oh my goodness. I remember the first thing that I would do when I got home from school was like run to my dial because we had a separate phone line for the internet for dial-up, because we had dial-up until like 2002 which was, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sound. Okay. Fax machines still use it. People, people, people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, so to wrap it up, Mariah, you were saying before I came in with my walk down memory internet lane. <laughs> I'm glad that you did. It, 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 it was moving and it reminded me why every agency needs to have a dedicated developer to take them into the future further, further away from our days of dial-up. <laughs> Just because that's the way that, that's going to free you and allow you to grow your and scale your business. That's the only way. There's, and if you read Rich Dad Poor Daddy's talks about there's two ways to, to get rich. You can do it on other people's time and other people's money. So borrowing from banks and leveraging that or leveraging people's time. So outsourcing is going to be key, whether and when I say outsourcing, let's call it hiring. Outsourcing is just a way of doing it that has a lot of benefits to it from the taxes that we talked about. So Michael, final thoughts. Yeah, so 
my final thoughts and overall arching idea is that you should do three things as an agency owner if you haven't done them already. First thing I think you should do is niche down both on services and or industry. If you partner with a good company, then they're going to have other auxiliary benefits like we talked about. So those are my last thoughts, I would say. And if you're looking and ready for as much as possible, I don't know what that was, but you want to productize whatever you have so that it's good for you to sell your services um, instead of having to go back and forth with proposals and changes and all this stuff. Just say, this is the price. This is the box you get in. And a great example is GoWP. Look at our in one of our services and it's all productized. It's all a set price. It doesn't change. It doesn't fluctuate based off of different needs. It's all the same thing for everybody. And then the last thing I would do is what we've been talking about, and that is outsource. Outsource everything that you possibly can exploring these options please don't hesitate to reach out to me my, my email is mike at gowb.com pretty easy to remember i will add you can outsource up to 90 percent of of the things you can't outsource client relationships you can't outsource that one-to-one -one. like you don't outsource sales <laughs> don't do that <laughs> If you're going to outsource something, outsource your, your devs, your content creation, but things that are directly connected to your brand. Um, and I'm not challenging you on what you said. Michael is just adding to, to what you said. But yeah, things that are directly linked to your brand that are client facing. I, I, I think it's best practice not to outsource that and keep that at part as the core. You want to keep that as, as close to your everyday operations as possible. And correct me if my, I'm wrong, please. And that's gonna be our story until we start hiring uh, sales reps to outsource. So once we do that, then don't listen to what you answer. I'm quoting Chris Lemma, so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making a joke, I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being willing to be our guinea pig the, uh, for this inaugural episode of GoWP Niche Agency Owners Podcast. We'd like to thank everyone who is listening. I was going to say who's joined us today, but they can be listening in perpetuity to our podcast. So thank you so much. 100%. Michael, thank you so much for for joining us today. I wouldn't say you're a guinea pig. I'm just going to, I consider you as our first you know, the first of many, the, the very first one, the, 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 cutter, the cutter of the ribbon, the cutter of the ribbon in this inaugural episode. Sacrificial lamb. As long as I'm not saying the keys, I can cut the ribbon, that's fine. Yeah, we'll give you a gigantic digital uh, <laughs> pair of scissors. No, but thank you so much, everyone who have listened I really hope this is the first one of many. Don't forget to like and subscribe and you can get this wherever you get your podcasts. And just a quick reminder, I've, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this a couple of times, but I'm going to mention it again. At GoDoLP, we're just a company that's creating happiness for digital agencies. And we just want to help you become more profitable, whether it's, you know, listening to podcasts, whether it's joining our weekly happiness hours, you can grow your team with us with a dedicated developer, copywriter, designer, project manager. We got you covered. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I feel happier already. <laughs> yeah, I got no nothing else to add. <laughs> and this is where we put the outro music in.